0: The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. La, 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 la. today. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I am Joe. I'm your host every Tuesday evening right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 AM, and of course on Facebook Live and WNRI.com. All right. I want to thank you for tuning in. A little about me. I'm licensed in rhode island and massachusetts my partner don morano and i of the luca and morano team at remax preferred we work with buyers and sellers of residential and commercial real estate in rhode island and massachusetts Um, we have had we're very blessed we had a great year Uh, we're wrapping things up we have uh, several closings Uh, this week we had some last week as well Um, And then the week before Christmas, we're going to be able to just uh, kick back and relax, do some planning or wrap-up planning for next year and uh, move things forward. So I want to thank everyone, uh, all of my listeners uh, uh, and viewers on Facebook who tune in to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. Uh, You know, every year I'm blessed to have uh, people who call me as buyers or sellers or both uh, to... Select me to help them with the uh, One of the largest financial transactions of their life Buying and selling a home Okay As a matter of fact One of our closings this week Is uh, just such a client My buddy uh, Al Client Al and his wife Suzette uh, We have a closing on their house this Friday We're very fortunate um, And yeah they, uh, It was great working with them uh, We've got great buyers who are going to be taking over the house So um know again we're very blessed and i want to thank everyone who has uh helped basically get us from point a to point b with that transaction okay um so where are we in the real estate market you know things are wrapping up um you know there's a lot of information financial information in the news that um can be a little concerning i think would be a good word i mean i hear this stuff and You know, you hear it on the radio when you're driving and, you you know, lean in, turn the radio up a little bit because you want to hear more. What does this mean? What does it mean when they are saying inflation is 6.8 percent? Does that mean it's a good time to buy a house, a good time to sell a house, a bad time to buy a house? What does it mean? How is that going to impact home sales? Interest rates. Interest rates are going up. Interest rates are going down. They're staying the same. Pick a day of the week and you're going to hear all three of those because the interest rates do change almost daily. <clears throat> so we're going to talk a little bit about that, not do too, you know, too deep of a dive. I don't want to get too bogged down in the weeds, but we'll talk a little bit about that to give people some an understanding and you know, just help everyone manage expectations because um, it's not as scary as some folks might think all right and then we're going to talk about a couple of other things that um just some interesting tidbits about the real estate market and home buyers and home sellers some data that uh, you may find interesting okay so the market the news the headlines what does that mean for a home buyer a home seller you're getting ready to prepare your house to put it on the market. Kids are graduating from school in, uh, in the spring, in May, and you're going to sell a house because you want to downsize. So if inflation continues on its current trajectory, does that mean it's a bad time to sell or does it mean it's a good time to sell? Okay. Uh, interest rates, you know, interest rates have gone up. They're not as low as they once were, but they've also pulled back a little bit. And we've had a couple of days where they haven't changed at all. All right, so what does this mean? All right, so let's talk about interest rates first. Let's unpack that. Because interest rates are um, very important because our economy, and, the, and housing is the largest sector of our economy, it drives all aspects of the economy. Um, housing is very um, elastic when it comes to interest rates. So if there are a lot of headlines, saying that interest rates are going to be going up that will make a certain segment of the population pause it'll make another segment of the population accelerate you know their their purchasing objective because they want to get a mortgage before the rates go up however the increases that we've been talking about have been relatively speaking fairly Minute. Okay. Now, of course, every time interest rates go up, that means the monthly payment for a specific principal amount is going to be more. And that will have a certain segment of the population that they were barely qualifying for a mortgage before. They may no longer qualify. So if rates go up a half a point, that may be problematic. However, when rates are going up, the reasons that rates go up, sometimes that can also make the lending criteria become more stringent so instead of being able to get a mortgage with a 620 fico score you may need a 630 or a 635 or a 640 okay so then that would wipe out another group of buyers whose credit is um, teetering on the edge as it is now you might say well joe how am i gonna my credit is 575 how am i ever going to buy a home well you can buy a home when you have lower credit but you're going to have to have something to offset the greater risk that the lender is going to potentially be exposed to because of your credit history. Okay? First of all, what we would do is we would. there are certain lenders that we would ha- steer you away from and other, put you into other loan programs that might be more, more beneficial. But generally speaking, you're going to have to put more money down. You're not going to have a 575 credit score, or anything under 600, and get a mortgage with no money down. It's not going to happen as of right now. Okay? Um, because there are there are just too many risk factors there you know there's a, a a saying in real estate you've got to have some skin in the game and if you're buying a house with no money down and you don't have good credit, you don't have anything at stake if you don't make a good make your payments you know you haven't made payments in the past that's why your credit is banged up and if you don't make payments now and you lose the house what are you what are you out you're out of roof over your head you can just go out and rent an apartment or move in with friends or family. So generally speaking, you can have no down payment and still get a mortgage. You can have banged up credit and still get a mortgage, but you can't have both. Okay. Now, if you do have both, I don't have any money right now and I have crappy credit. What am I going to do, Joe? Can I buy a house? Am I always going to be a tenant? Well, let's put together a game plan. that's one of the things that I try to convey during this show, what I've been trying to convey for seven years now as we wrap up our seventh year, is that... Wherever you are now, that is not your permanent lot in life, okay? If you have a 575 or a 550 FICO score right now, that doesn't mean you're going to have that six months, a year, two years from now, as long as you take steps to improve your credit. There are things you can do, some of which cost money, some of which don't cost money, okay? Um, And... uh, that's why it's very important to talk to someone early on in the process and a great way to start is to talk with a realtor who knows the industry and who knows financing and mortgage products because we can guide you towards a lender that will suit your needs all right and if you want 401-232-4300 that's our number for the luca and morano team 401-232-4300 and we'll answer any questions that you may have and then guide you towards a lender who has a program for you, like John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, 401 321 4401. They have been the longest uh sponsor from the beginning of the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. Okay. We also are thankful for our sponsor, GMET's Moving and Storage, 401 383 6399. They can move you from point A to point B, whether it's from one side of one socket to the other whether you're going from Woonsocket to Westerly or from, from Maine to, uh, you know, to Rhode Island, they can help you out. That's GMET's Moving and Storage. And if you don't have some place to go and you need to store your belongings, they can help you out there, too. 401-383-6399. Just please mention the Joe Luca Real Estate Show when you call. And, of course, our closing and title and escrow company, Beacon Title and Escrow, we... Direct all of our buyers and sellers to them, because one they are very competitively priced excuse me two if you are a um, police if you work if you're a member the police force, the fire department, the military, they have an affinity program where you actually save a lot of money on your closing fees if you go to beacon title and escrow okay that 's just across the board the, the affinity program that they have. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we direct all of our clients to Beacon, Title, and Escrow because they do such a great job. Uh, you know, Anthony Betancourt is the managing partner. Rich Nicholson is the attorney partner and they explain everything. You know, last week we had, um, a couple of closings at their office and they were so busy. Anthony was, you know, running around with some other, uh, responsibilities. Rich jumped in and, uh, handled two closing for us and, you know, they explain everything. So that's. What we like, because part of, you know, the Luca and Murano team, part of our brand is, of course, providing professional and ethical service, unparalleled service. But we also like to educate our clients, because the best way to have doubts about anything in life is not to have enough information. Should I have waited? Was this the right decision for me? Should I have bought that other house? Should I have not bought this house? You know, we educate our clients, buyers and sellers, so that they can make a decision based on real-world data, information. And if you have questions, we encourage you to ask. Okay? We have a client that, uh, you know, we uh, have a house, a condominium, new construction that's pending. And after, you know, she submitted the offer, she was... You know, she's got a lot of other things that are going on in her life right now. And she's like, you know what, Joe? She's like, I'm wondering if I should be doing this, you know. And when I so I asked him the question, what are your concerns? What are you worried about? And, you know, she, she shared that information with me. And I said, listen, I said, this is the information that you have. None of, no one can tell what the future is going to bring. However, in, at any point in your life, you could just make the best decision with the data that's available. Okay, the information that you have. And then based on your wants and needs, if you can afford your, what you want and need in a residence, if you can afford it, buy it, if that's what you want to do, if it's that important to you. So anyway, long, short, we went through everything, asked questions, provided information, and she's very happy. And, but, you know, that's all she needed was that 20 or 30 minutes on the phone to just have some questions addressed so that she could be comfortable that she was making the right choice and buying this particular property. Now, some people out there might actually be saying, oh, yeah, but you just want to get the sale. You just want to close. Well, you know, actually, no, I don't because I never, we never, at the Luca and Murano team at REMAX preferred, we never put the commission in front of the deal, the transaction. What is the transaction and the deal made up of? People, human beings, It's a major step to buy or sell a home. Everyone needs to be comfortable with what they're doing. I do not want to sell someone a house or to sell someone's house if a day after the closing, they're going to have regrets. I'm not going to force anyone to do that. So Throughout the transaction, we're always asking our clients questions, reaffirming what they want to do, where they want to be, how much they want to spend. OK, that's what we do, because it's important to, you know, we try to establish a rapport with our clients because when we have a report, then they share more information with us so we can have a better understanding of what they're really looking for. When they're trying to sell a house or buy a house, you know, we had a <coughs> excuse me, one, one of our transactions this week, one of our closings, um, you know, put the house on the market, had a whole Boatload of uh, showings, and we had offers that were, you know, f- the prices swung to 40,000 bucks, OK? 45,000 bucks. The difference, the lower offers were like, listen, we can close in 15 days. Take the house as is. you don't have to do anything. Just give us clear title. Or we can close in 35 days. We need clear title. We need stuff taken out of the house. We need it subject to appraisal, et cetera, et cetera. Now, in the interim, we, the sellers received some bad news regarding health issues. So they said, you know what? We just want to get this done as quickly as possible. So we'll take it for what we can get at the lower price point just so we can move on more quickly. If we did not ask questions, okay. And we just said, oh, this, you've got this offer right here. It's $40,000 more. Clearly, this is the better offer. If we didn't know what their situation was, that would have been not the best advice for them. Okay, so we just we present all of the information and then communicate with them so they communicate back with us. And that's how you get to have a, um, a good, solid decision. Which is what you want to do when you're working with the largest financial transaction of your life. Okay. So, interest rates, as interest rates start to go up, that can knock out some home buyers from being able to participate in the home ownership game right now. Okay. But nothing is permanent. So, we try to, we will continue to remain in touch with those clients. We have a clients that we're working with and, um, one of the two buyers uh, was laid off from her job. Okay, so they lost that income. So now we're trying to see if they can still get approved for a mortgage based on one income. Okay, because even if they can buy any house, less of a house on one income, it's better than buying than paying rent, excuse me, um, on one income. All right? So... Interest rates as they go up, that will disqualify some people. Lending criteria have not really become more stringent yet. I don't know that it will. Um, You know, we're still, um, there are still a lot of folks working. We have tons of job openings. So um, it doesn't appear that we're going to have um, people out of work in the aggregate that would really impact uh, the number of buyers out looking at homes. Okay. Um, as I said earlier in another weeks, you know if we, there are so many more buyers than sellers right now, if five or ten percent of the buyers could no longer qualify for a mortgage, it really would not um, it, it really it would not create a downturn or a pullback or anything like that what we are what we have been seeing is a lessening in the rate of equity accumulation okay um, so that means that homes aren 't imp- increasing in value as significantly as they were previously okay so interest rates that's something that people the consumer is very responsive to when rates go up or go down Uh, when rates change that prompts people to do one or two things okay jump in quicker or hold back so it all depends on your situation But the thing to remember is, even if rates do go up a half a percent right now, or even a full percent, which would be over a period of time, if they were to go up that much, we're still at about half. Even after going up a whole point, we would still be at about half of the historic average for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Okay? Half. The 30-year fixed rate average is 8%. We're in the low threes right now the low threes. So if rates go up, folks, as long as you can still qualify your debt to income, that's the amount of debt you have to the amount of gross income you have, as long as that doesn't get too adversely impacted, buy a house because you're always better paying a mortgage for yourself and not for your landlord. Folks, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI ninety nine point nine FM thirteen eighty on the AM dial. WNRI.com, dot com, and of course Facebook Live if we're Facebook friends. I want to thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, as I said earlier, we are wrapping up our seventh year on the air here at WNRI, lucky lucky seven. Um, so we're you know very fortunate that we continue to remain relevant and. Um, hopefully we're providing a lot of information to all of our listeners all right so we talked about interest rates now what happens when inflation goes up okay so everybody was talking about inflation 6.8 percent the most inflation in 40 years um, what does that mean for the housing market what does that mean for home buyers and home sellers okay well, one of the reasons, you know, that we, that there's inflation is there are a lot of things that the government has done, that the Fed has done, that are f- causing inflation, okay? When the government's spending money, when, um, you know, the government spends money, that doesn't help the economy because it's just spending money. It's not creating jobs when it's spending money. When companies spend money, they're investing in themselves. They're buying goods to make the the factory be more efficient um, and, and move better create more products hire more people the government can't do that because they don't make anything government doesn't make anything they just spend money so that can cause inflation of course what we're also experiencing now is we have wage inflation where the government is forcing companies to pay more to folks to come back to work but the value of what they're doing is not Commensurate. So, if you have a restaurant that now has to pay a server or a dishwasher two or three dollars an hour more to do the same service that it was doing before, they're going to have to raise prices, cut back on the number of hours that the uh, ser- that that server or dishwasher works, um, both, and that's not good in general because now people, not as many people, are making as much money. All right, so. And then, of course, as they raise their prices, fewer people are going to be able to go to that restaurant to buy, to have dinner, because they're not going to want to spend as much money, that much money, as frequently as they otherwise would. I mean, they're talking about increases in the order of, you know, well into the double digits 15, 20% for different. Uh, different items I mean look at how much gasoline has gone up so that take that takes away from um, the disposable income that a family has because they're spending more money on gasoline so now they can't go out to that restaurant the restaurant raised their prices 15% so it's less likely that they're going to be able to attract as many people to come to the restaurant okay so inflation can actually be a little bit more detrimental to the housing market now, people say, well there was home inflation prices of homes have gone up twenty percent a year for the past three years, four years. yeah, in some areas they have definitely double digits, you know twelve from twelve percent to eighteen percent um, in some areas, so if you have twelve percent a year for three or four years that's a lot of that's a lot a huge increase in value. however, that is not necessarily inflation that's basic economics it's driven by supply and demand supply has been tight the demand has been much greater okay and that's caused prices to go up economics 101 so that's in some cases at some periods in time actually increased the scarcity of homes because home sellers potential home sellers are like wait a minute if i sell my house for 400,000 bucks what am i going to buy where am i going to go it only makes sense for the folks who are looking to downsize or relocate to a less costly area you know some folks are selling a house for 350 to 400,000 bucks and then they're moving down south where you can buy a palace for that much money they want to downsize so they'll spend 200,000 bucks okay Um, So the increase in prices of homes is not necessarily inflation Because it's driven by basic economics, supply and demand (laughs) Okay, inflation comes, there are a lot of other factors that cause inflation That are not based in fundamentals of economics Alright, hopefully that makes a little bit of sense Folks, we're about halfway through the show. It's about 629 right now. You're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I want to thank our sponsors, the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, 401-321-4401. If you have a mortgage, it's more than two years old. Give them a call, 401-321-4401. They can probably save you some money because interest rates are probably lower now than they were two or three years ago. GMETS moving in storage. Thinking about having some work done at your house, calling a contractor, maybe you're going to have some floors resanded or a new carpets put in, where are you going to put that furniture? You don't have anywhere to put it, you're not strong enough to move it, call GMETS moving in storage because they can move it for you either from one part of the house to another or they can put it in storage for you at their heated storage facility. 383-6399, that's 401. 383 6399. GMAT's moving in storage. And please mention the Joe Luca Real Estate Show when you call. Okay. I want to also thank our sponsor, Beacon Title and Escrow. They are the uh, closing company that we use for our buyers and sellers at Luca and Murano team. Okay. Um, they do a great job. One of the things that we require all of our partners to do, okay, our three sponsors, our other lender partners like. Uh, Don Miller at Nations Lending, Justin Conrad at North Point Bank, Dinor Hernandez at Spire Mortgage, uh, Abby, uh, excuse me, Ali Seba at um, Seacoast Mortgage, all of our partners. Those are mortgage partners. We have contractors. We have electricians that we work with, home inspectors like Hank corrector and home, home Pro Inspections. They all have to care. They all have to provide a lot of value to the transaction. They have to educate our client, the consumer. Okay? And we are blessed that we have a lot of great folks, vendor partners that we work with on our team. And they help us do better. They help make us better realtors. That's your humble host, Joe Luca, and my partner, Don Morano the other half of the Luca and Murano team. Okay. You know, um, buying a house is a big deal. We try to, our, our slogan is real estate made easy. We identify potential challenges. We manage expectations and we solve problems. That's a major part of what a good realtor does is we solve problems. We don't make a big deal out of everything. We, on a daily basis, employ what I refer to as the three C's, being cool, calm, and collected, no matter what's going on with the transaction. Okay? There's always a way to solve a problem, and you can be much more effective and expeditious in resolving an issue if you are cool, calm, and collected, as opposed to getting sucked into all the emotional hysteria that sometimes uh, some folks get... uh, Involved in all right um, so that that's a little bit about our sponsors right there. So inflation not necessarily something good for the housing market. however, the price of houses, just because they've been increasing, that's not due to inflation. okay that's basic fundamentals because the prices of homes were increasing. Way before we had this inflation. And it's basic economics, supply and demand. Okay? So, folks, something that's interesting. I know I have a lot of women that listen to the show. And the number of single women buying homes has increased. Okay? It's not at its its all-time high, but it's certainly higher than it has been recently, okay? Um, let me just see. I want to get this... Uh, I can find this article again right here um, because the numbers are pretty interesting. Let's see. Oh, mortgage. By the way, folks, mortgage delinquency rates are have dropped, okay? They're down uh, from 4% in August uh, down to 3.9% in September. So these are the number, the percent... Of all mortgages outstanding that are more than 30 days late. Okay, that are more than 30 days late. Oh, here it is. This is what I wanted to say. So, single women are currently outpacing men in the home buying space despite entering the playing field late in the game. So, this is according to (coughs) a new report from NAR, the National Association of Realtors, which uh, your humble host is a member of. Wasn't it until 1974 that women could legally obtain a mortgage without a cosigner? Isn't that really hard to believe? 1974. Prior to that, 1973, a woman, no matter how much she made, couldn't buy get a mortgage without a cosigner. Wow. Um, so, how have they risen to the top of the home buying trend, coming up second only to married couples since NAR began collecting this data in 1981? Well, in ni- these are the key findings. In 1981... 73% of home buyers were married couples, 11% were single women, and 10% were single men. Yeah, even back then they were number two. Now, 60% are married couples, 19% are single women, and 9% are single men. Very interesting. That's a 10-point swing between men and women. The highest share of single women buyers was in 2006 at 22%. Okay, so now they're at 19%, so still high but not as high as they were in '06. The share of single women buyers decreased 15% down um, in 2015. So they went from um, 22% in '06 to 15% in 2015. All right, so now it's at 19%. So according to NAR, the increase in single women buyers is likely due to a drop in the share of Americans who are married. Census data shows that in 1990, 59% of the American public was married. Today, that's down to 52%. Okay. Additionally, there are family obligations that may be pushing single women to to purchase as well, as they are more likely to purchase a home with a child under the age of 18 and are more likely to purchase a multi-generational home to house adult siblings, adult children, and or Grandparents and i 'll tell you what folks, even from you know my anecdotal observations that is with my buyers, that is definitely true because I've sold homes to single women uh, if it's single parents who and then they may have uh, their parent come in and live with them built in babysitter um, or uh, just a single woman who's bringing in a sibling to live with her um, so that has been my personal observation, as a member of the Luca and Morano team, as well. As a matter of fact, my awesome partner, Don Morano, is a single woman, and she purchased her home. Um, recently, we had her closing about a month or two ago, two, well, maybe three months ago now. All right. So yeah, so then the percent of home buyers that are single women has increased pretty su- substantially. Okay, increased pretty substantially. Um, Not as high as it once was, but it's certainly up, uh, you know, a a solid number of interest points, uh, percentage points, excuse me. Um, So anyway, I think that's very interesting information. And delinquencies are down. So that's a big takeaway, folks. The delinquencies are down. So the doom and gloomers, okay, we are not going into a big um, cataclysm right now when it comes to housing market and Uh, Distressed properties. All right. Um, Now, we talked about increases in mortgage rates before. Well, mortgage rates held mostly steady ahead of the Fed announcement. All right. Let me just read this to you right here. Traditionally, the financial markets have been interested in announcements from the Fed, due to the Fed's policy policy rate and the line of thinking that might inform its future movement. Since 2009, things have changed. With the Fed engaged in a large-scale bond buying more often than not. So now, let me interject here. When the Fed's buying bonds, if we have to raise interest rates, that means the amount of money that the government is going to have to pay back will be more because the debt that they have to sell has to have higher interest rates. Okay, so if you are buying a bond, interest rates go up. You're buying a bond today. You're getting a 2% bond for 10 years. The interest rates go up. Maybe you're going to be getting 2.1%, 2.2% for that same bond that you buy next month or six months from now. That means the government has to pay out extra money. Okay, so rising mortgage interest rates aren't necessarily good for home buyers, And, uh... It's also not good when bond rates go up because then the government has to pay more interest as well. That's one of the reasons, this is anecdotal, not based in fact, that I think that the Fed has been slow to increase interest rates because they know that if they do, then the federal government is going to have to pay more to, to, uh, to pay down its debt, essentially. All right? So with that in mind, tomorrow the Fed's announcement may bring such a change. There are two reasons for this. First, the Fed will most likely announce a faster wind down of its bond buying program. Uh, The targeted end date uh, for the bond buying will tacitly suggest the time frame in which the Fed is thinking about hiking rates for the first time since cutting them to zero at the start of the pandemic. The second reason is that This is one of the four meetings per year where the Fed releases its economic projections. These include a dot plot of each Fed member's view on the appropriate level for the Fed funds rate at various points in the future. How does all this affect mortgage rates? That remains to be seen because nothing may happen, in my humble opinion. All right. Um, But it could help, could hurt. All depends on the pace of the reduction in bond buying by the Fed. Okay, if they do things too quickly, the markets don't like it when things happen quickly. If they do it a little bit more gradually, everyone can adjust. We don't like to see things happen quickly because then wages, everything has to hurry up and catch up. Wages have to catch up. Okay. Inflation will respond. Okay. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens tomorrow with the Fed funds rate. Okay, and then how that impacts how that impacts mortgage interest rates. Right now, just to give you some perspective, all right, a thirty year fixed rate mortgage, the average rate across the country is three point one six. An FHA 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 2.75. Okay. So FHA mortgages are generally generally have a lower interest rate because it's guaranteed by the government. A 30-year fixed rate mortgage that's a conventional mortgage is not guaranteed by the government. That's a mortgage where you have to have a bigger down payment. Okay? So, interest rates, as I said earlier in the show, even before looking at this data, are well below half of the historic average of average for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. Okay? Half of the average is four. The highest rate you're seeing right here is 3.1. Okay? 3.1. Man. And then if you get a 15-year mortgage, you can get a 2.52 or a 2.38 from a Freddie Mac. The only rate, the only ones that have lower, that also have low rates, excuse me, are adjustable rate mortgages, but you don't want to get an adjustable rate mortgage now. (coughs) Excuse me. So that's, uh, you know, what's going on with interest rates, mortgage interest rates. um, You know, 3.16 for a 30 year fixed rate mortgage, that is a one heck of a low interest rate. One heck of a low interest rate. Okay. Um, give you some other, other information here. Now building permits. Right now. Um, June 20. Most recent data that's available is from June. Okay. Five months ago. Six months ago. All right. They had um, 1.6 million building permits were taken out in June of 2021. June of 2020. Um all right, I don't see what that data is here. They don't show that, my apologies. Alright, the previous month in May it was one point two million. So in May of twenty one, we had one point two million of uh building permits. In June, one point six million. Okay. Um what else do we have? Housing starts, housing completions. Uh let's look for housing starts, okay. Housing starts 1.5 million in June, 1.2 million in May. Okay, fairly, it reflects pretty accurately or mirrors the data for uh, building permits. All right, new home sales. Okay, new home sales 769,000 for the month of May of this year. May of last year, 704,000. Okay, so that's a 9.2 percent increase from May of 20 to May of 2021. Pretty pretty big deal. That's nationwide. If we look at just the northeast, the increase I hope you're sitting down, was 57.6 percent from May of 20 to May of 21. okay? 33,000 houses were sold in uh, new homes were sold in May of 20, 52,000 were sold in May of 20, 2021. All right, now if we look at um, where are we? Existing home sales. So this is like resales, used homes. All right, nationwide, it went from 3.9 million in 2020, May of 2020, to 5.8 million homes sold in May of 2021, a 48 percent increase of resale homes. So this is like if I sold my house, that's a resale home, okay, or an existing home sale. The Northeast, prices were up 53%, excuse me, not prices, the number of sales, I think I misspoke earlier, the number of sales increased 53%. So despite having double-digit increases in prices, the number of sales in the Northeast increased by 53% for existing home sales. That's tremendous. Okay. Okay. You know, um, because in May, we were looking at increases well into the double digits. I think for single home sales, it was, let me see if I can pull it up here, but I'm pretty sure it was in the mid-teens for Rhode Island, for the biggest little state in the union. Let's see here. Home sales statistics. This is available to all of you guys. Uh, If you go to riliving.com, this is essentially the consumer... Uh, facing um, MLS. So you can look up all the information. So let's see. So if we look at May for single family home sales in Rhode Island. Let's see. Days on market. Median sales price in in May of 2021 was up 17.9% from the year before. May of 20. 17.9%. Alright. So prices went up almost 18% and we still had a 53% increase in the northeast of sales um, let's see number of properties sold days on the market declined pending distressed sales number sold and the number sold was up 19.14% in Rhode Island so the number of houses sold Increased 19%. The price of houses sold increased almost 18%. So, folks, what this means is the market is still very vibrant. People are buying homes, and they're buying more homes. Why are they doing it? Why are people still buying homes when houses are going up so significantly? Now, this number has has declined. That 18% drop. So I think, uh, well, let me go back here. Let's check it again. Something more recent in October. The October number is let's see they were up days on market median sales price uh, number of, so actually the number of homes the number of sales decreased from october of twenty one October of twenty to october of twenty one and decreased twenty two and a quarter percent the number of sales okay the median price was up twelve point seven percent so Prices are, we're accumulating equity at a slower rate, at a lower percentage, uh, and the number of sales has gone down. Now, that may be because we're getting into the winter months, okay? In September, the number of sales was down 6.4%. The number of houses, the number of sales in August was down 5.2%. Okay? (laughs) So... A lot of interesting data and all of it bodes well for the real estate market. All of it bodes well for the real estate market, you know, because we have a lot of great things. I want to do a shout out to my buddy, Michael Ambracy. I just noticed he uh, tuned in on Facebook Live. I've been yammering on over here. Um, so, yeah, so it's a great time to get ready to buy a home. It's a great time to... Um, Sell your home You know, If you want to get your house on the market Rates are so low More people are going to be able to buy your house Even if rates go up a whole percentage point Again, which is extremely unlikely There are still More people are going to be able to afford your home With a low interest rate That we have today Compared to what it was 10 or 15 years ago When it was 7% And 8% before that My first mortgage was almost 10%, and that was a phenomenal rate. All right. Folks, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I just missed a call from our sponsor, Anthony Bettencourt at Beacon Title and Escrow. He forgot that we were on the air. Um, So, Beacon Title and Escrow, Anthony Bettencourt is the managing partner. Rich Nicholson is the attorney partner. They get all of our closings. They handle everything for us because they take care of our clients. They educate them. They make them feel comfortable. And the closing is the final, it's the last hurrah when you're buying or selling a home. So that portion of the transaction should be relaxing. It should be enjoyable. And I know not not everybody's, you know, home sale is if you have divorce, death, things like that. All the more reason you want it to be as relaxing and comfortable of an experience as possible. You know, if you have two folks that are getting a divorce and it's a, you know, a nasty divorce, you don't need a closing and escrow company that's going to try and rush you in and out in 15 minutes for something that should take an hour. Okay. And why does it take an hour? Because the documents that you sign are probably an inch thick. All the documents that you're initialing and signing. And to have all those explained to, them, to you takes time. And the, many times, if you're doing a Rhode Island housing, no money down loan, there's duplication there. So then the stack of documents is even higher because you're going to have a first, second, and sometimes a third mortgage or grant that you have to sign documents for. I also want to thank John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, 401-321-4401. They do a great job taking care of our clients and explaining everything to them so they have no questions. Okay, And, of course, GMetz moving in storage. George Metz does an awesome job taking care of our clients and helping them with whatever type of move they have. Moving heavy pianos, um, delicate works of art, big heavy furniture, they can do it. GMET's moving in storage, 383-6399. That's GMET's moving in storage, 383 They are a great sponsor of the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. All right. Um, And of course, you know, you heard me before. I am a member of the Luca and Murano team at Remax Preferred. The Murano is my partner, Dawn Murano, uh, my extraordinary partner and friend. She does a great job with us and uh, in particular working on all of our marketing and the spin top sign product that we have, which we're going to get her on the show at some point in the future. Uh, to talk a little bit more in detail on the opportunity that that is, why it's great for us as realtors, and we're the only realtors that currently have this, but there are other realtors uh, and individuals that are interested in getting it and why it could be a great opportunity for you as a realtor to distinguish yourself from a lot of the competition that's out there, okay? Um, So, Don Morano, my partner, does a great job taking care of us, okay? And um, want to do also a shout-out to my good friend and colleague, Deb Houghton. She works at our office as well, and Richard Tessier. Uh, to my best friends at work besides Dawn. And, um, you know, they're wrapping up their year. We're, we're all very blessed that we had a great year, and we're finishing the year strong. Um, so I want to thank everyone for doing that. And, okay, my computer is just telling me that it's running low on battery right now. So we're going to see if what we can do here. We're running out of time. Um, so the Facebook is going to be ending right now. All right. So, but the regular radio show, we are still staying on. And um, let me just close this down. Let's see. All right. We've got that done right there. So the market is still strong. We have buyers and we have some sellers that are getting ready to put their home on the market. Um, I have uh, some friends of mine. It's a nice three-family house with three bedrooms per unit and a two-car garage. That's right here in the city of Woonsocket. That's coming on the market. Um, We don't know exactly when, but probably within the next month or two. If there's something you think you're interested in, please give me a call 401 232 4300. This is a great house. It has uh, central heat on the first floor and then uh, gas space heaters on the second and third floor. It has been updated with the exception of the heat. It has those space heaters, but the kitchens are updated, you know, new sheetrock, hardwood floors, or laminate floors, Um, you know, all replacement windows. So it's really a, a nice property. It's been owner occupied for a long time. We also have a nice single family shotgun ranch that's coming on the market in North Providence in the new year. Um, We currently also have a nice regular ranch in North Providence with a one car garage um, that's on the market now, all right, priced at $369, three bedrooms, two full bathrooms, and actually also has two kitchens. Um, Needs updating, has lots of paneling, but it does have granite. Uh, countertops in the kitchen so that's a nice home if you are looking for something with great highway access you want to be close to restaurants and shopping that's one of the good things about north providence they also have good schools all right their schools have been improving every year they've reduced the taxes property taxes in town just like they've done right here in the city of one socket okay the mayor and mayors in both towns have done a good job reducing the um property taxes and increasing the bond rating. Both North Providence and Woonsocket, they're, you know, interesting parallels. Their bond rating has been increased, okay? Um, And those are things that are important because people look at that when they are coming to, uh, into your town looking to buy a home. That's what they do. They look at things like schools. They look at things, quality of life issues. And if you have good graduation rate and you have taxes that are low and the fiscal responsibility of the town you know they're doing a good job guiding the town um those are all good things that are very attractive to our consumers to consumers to our buyers okay makes it easy to sell a home in a town that has a lot of value okay there are some municipalities, taxes are really high, the services that you get for those taxes is minimal or not of good quality, um, and all of the facilities, schools, and whatnot are all falling apart. Like Providence. We don't have that in and we don't have that in North Providence. Responsible leadership doesn't let that happen. Okay? Responsible leadership. Does not let that happen. And that's why, folks, when I'm going to do a little bit of a personal rant here, when you are reading the headlines, contemplating who you want to support for a political office, try to ask questions. You know, who's writing this article? What is their agenda? Sometimes there are some articles that are really critical of political leaders. And that's because that, the person writing the article has an agenda. They're not a reporter. It's more opinion that they're trying to pass off as reporting. Okay. And that happens a lot with the fifth estate, the media. And you just, you know, you want to be better than that. You want to question. You want to think. You know, I know a lot of my listeners are similarly minded and that they question things because they understand that when leaders, political leaders, make decisions without thinking them through, it can ad- have adverse Im- an adverse impact on the segment of the population that is most vulnerable. That is most vulnerable. Who is that? That's usually the elderly, the poor, and the newly... Uh, The immigrants, folks who are newly relocated to this country. All right? They can least afford some of the things that some of our politicians are introducing. And a lot of times, it's the unintended consequences of what these programs do. So try and be a little critical when you're reading or watching TV or listening to the news. Uh, and think alright that's about all the time we have next up is old time preaching ministry with Rick Murnier uh, he comes on at 7.05 I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight we will be back next week and I look forward to seeing you take care guys WNRI 1